Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. As always, I want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. Check these guys out, outpostcoffeeco.com. Well, we're at it. I finally got my cousin here in studio, and he brought my brother. My brother's actually never been here Uh to, to record like this. The last time he and I recorded, you technically, David, were the first to record uh, at the Northfield Podcast. That, that's correct. We were at the church and we recorded it on this phone. Yes. Around a table. Yes, <clears throat> that's all we did. Uh, but John's here. John Barnes, say hi. Hello. John Barnes, how in the world are you? I am good. It was a long trip up here. Was it? Yeah. We're hillbilly, so we had to bring a wagon train. You did. You brought your fifth wheel. Fifth wheel, kids, dogs. You did bring the dog. Ross is with you. Your Ross. He has yet to bite anybody, which is, I guess, good. I was. I thought he, I mean, when he was roaming around that David's house last night, I thought he was going to snip somebody. I, that's what was the plan. Mm-hmm. It absolutely was. I wanted him to bite David on his good knee. But it worked <laughs> out that my dog bit John. Yeah, he bit me this morning. Well, I, the, the last night, or no, night before last, David, talk. What, what happened to your knee, Bubba? Uh, some four-year-old kid took me out on ice ice skating. We decided to go ice skating. It's you know the Christmas tradition. We're going to go ice skating. It's a Hallmark movie tradition. It absolutely was a Hallmark. <laughs> I mean, it was the train in the background, the the music, the kids. It was it. We're that's something. It was always worth time. going down there and seeing. It absolutely, was. it was. So David's skating, and some four-year-old kid, not joking, no four, some four-year-old kid swoops in and give him a leg karate chop, and he. <laughs> it looks like surgery's in the future. It's going to be a good time. You're going to have a surgery now? Probably. He's been limping around here like he's a war veteran. And uh, <laughs> The Great Ice Capades 2022. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Um, <clears throat> and so, then, the, so, yeah, that, that happened. And then, uh, oh, then the, the chick had the seizure. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, it was the first time I've ever skated, and my concern was getting to her was don't fall on her and hurt her worse. Poor girl. She was said she was 15, but she was she was at least 6'7". Yeah. She was the tallest woman she I've ever seen. very tall. I don't know if the skates helped her be taller or what, but she literally was so tall. Yeah. She was a good head over me. <sighs> That's crazy. All right, so I thought, we, John and I have been talking, I don't know, a year about doing this. Having him come on the show and just talk about just whatever comes in our bops in our cabases, and uh, so we just decided to do it. And what? Uh, so, John, tell me, tell us, tell us about how Jesus got a hold of you. Oh Lord, um, we might be here all day. Okay. So I mean, this is going on the internet, so it's unlimited time frame. Yeah, and and hopefully, you know, I'm not a theologist. I'm not a pastor. I'm just what do you? A, okay, let's, let's, what do you do? Well, what's your what's your claim to fame? You got a you got a six foot long beard. Yeah, my beard and my beautiful wife is my claim to fame and my great kids. Okay, um, I've worked in all aspects of heavy equipment from ownership all the way down and running a couple of big dealerships. Was a mechanic for years. Worked in sales. Um, you name it with equipment, I've done everything from the wash rack up. And, and I've always liked equipment, even since I was a kid. I was raised on a cattle ranch, and that, that was where I kind of started getting my interest in it, I think. But um, I have just gone around and done what I wanted to my whole life. Right. It's an adventure. 
It, it, what's, Dad always used to say that. Life's an adventure. Life's right? an adventure, man. Do what you want. <clears throat> Do good for the world and keep moving. Keep moving forward. Yeah. That's but um, when I was a kid, I used to sing with the choir and we, we would travel around and do all that stuff and and I wasn't a band nerd I was I was the uh, jock that was singing okay. you know if that makes sense yeah but I always had fun doing that and somewhere along the line I kind of lost connection with with God and it it's a slow erosion you know you watch movies and stuff and in an hour and a half they they fall apart find God and all is great sure in a short time it doesn't work that way in the real world no so it I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but when I lost connection with God, my, my world turned to a bad place. Okay. Um, a little bit at a time, you know, steps at a time, baby <clears throat> steps. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize happen is a slow erosion of your soul. Okay. And that's, and that's what, Well, that's how Satan gets everybody. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, you've got to... He doesn't... For the most... The majority of people, it's not a... Hey, why don't you come over here and do black tar heroin and and, yeah. and, and have a, have a line of prostitutes? It's not. It's usually not how it happens. <laughs> no, there's uh-uh. normally a, you know, give in here. Don't 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 hold true to your convictions here. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a it's a slow erosion away. It's like water dripping on a rock. You know, over <clears throat> thirty years, you get a hole and you don't know how it got there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if you look back, our our society doesn't hold anything. Of value, no. if as we sit here today, what we what what the world tells us is important is not important. Right. You know, you have to be rich. You need to be famous. You have to be all over social media. You know, all these things that we're hammered with, and our kids are hammered with, and our wives and friends and family. <coughs> you look up, and one day you you it's kind. Of, you gonna put that on mute? I can't He's believe you did that. Hey. hey, it's live. Yeah, it was your daughter. Oh, which one? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, we, we look at the world and, and uh, it was just, I, I kind of woke up one day, so to speak, mm-hmm. and, I, and I realized how horrific that my life was becoming. Not, you know, I wasn't out robbing banks or I wasn't a serial killer or anything like that. Just, I wasn't happy with where I was spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I had a total conversion, like... Um, I did an immersion thing, which some people probably won't like to do, but I had the time and the ability to do it. So I just sat down and for about a month, all I did was study spirituality, the Bible, what I needed to do to get back to Christ. And that was, that was hard to do because I had to do a lot of introspection and a lot of it was horrific. It was things I didn't want to look at. It was the dishonesty. It was the ego. It was, gosh, you name it. Just keep going down the line. Everything in the Ten Commandments. Sure. Other than, I've never killed anybody. Everything else I've probably done. In, well, see, and, well, here's the, and maybe I did. I don't well, know. Here's the, and here's the kicker. Jesus, he entered. And see, I love that you're using the law. Because that's, that's, how, that's how Romans chapter 3 tells mm-hmm. us that that's how we come to understand we need God is is the law. And the it's law is the like law a, a it's like a it's like a mirror. We're checking mm-hmm. ourselves up, make sure. Yeah. You and I, and what people don't know is you and I have been having this conversation <coughs> for almost two years now yeah and so you and i going back and forth talking about the things of the lord for the last two years um they don't see they don't hear this on the podcast but that's what we've been doing but here's what jesus internalizes he says if you if you hate your brother you're you're a murderer yeah so there you go so i murdered people so every uh, like david and i the the three of us sitting around this table we're guilty of all of it now Mm -hmm. 
James chapter 2 says that you're, if you break one, you're guilty of all ten. But it, obviously that's not, there's, there's consequences that are different. So if I, so if I lie to my, if I lie to you today, mm-hmm. not a big deal, right? I mean, I lie to you and we move on. It, it, it's, you don't think about it, I don't think about it, but it's, I mean, it's still wrong. It's still there, too. But if I, if, if take it up the ladder, if you lie to your wife, that, could, that, that could be, there could be some problems, mm-hmm. right? Oh, absolutely. Let's keep it going up to the, up to the higher levels. If I lie to the, the government, <laughs> well, I mean, not, you, know, you gotta hang on. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at them. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, okay. But I mean, if you're under, if you're under oath at the, at, sure. at the house yeah. or Congress and you lied under oath, there's perjury and, mm-hmm. and there's some cases if it's so bad that you've done something this bad, you get the death penalty yeah. I mean, in theory. Yeah. Obviously it's never, I don't, I don't in think. recent history, I don't think that's ever happened, but in theory, if you lie to the biggest extent, mm-hmm. you could be life in prison or potential death penalty. Death penalty. And, so. and, and you, beyond that, you, we have we are all going to get the death death penalty for our sins. Absolutely. Everybody Romans in the world. Three, Romans, Romans 6, 23 tells us that the wages of sin is it's death. It's death. So... And that's and we don't. God doesn't leave it there. And that and that's the good news is He doesn't leave it there. He just says, "Hey, the wages of sin is death. You're done." Yeah. He doesn't do that. He says the wages of sin is death. But but I love that coordinating conjunction. Mm-hmm. I love. It. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's keep it's going. the only way. It is. A, and, and when you realize, and it, I, I don't know, we talked a lot about it. You know, is it our age that we feel like that? The world's spinning out of control. I don't think it is because even the younger kids talk about it more mm-hmm. than we did at that age. They're very, they're more self-aware of the world than we were. Well, I think because because they do have devices and they are looking at the things that are happening in front of them in real time. I yeah. mean, we can watch what's going on in Russia right, right now. now. If I found if I found the right website, mm-hmm. I could see video of the war. I could yeah. watch the war from my phone. It's and it's, it's that's nuts. crazy. It I mean, is in our lifetime we've gone from landlines and and party lines to everybody has their own computer that was bigger than what anything had ever built in our pocket yeah. back when we were kids. I mean this this phone is more complex than the nineteen sixties NASA computer, the mega computers yeah. that we sent people to the moon with. Yep, well, maybe maybe. <laughs> I, I listen, my my buddy Aaron, he's he's. He's on. Uh, he and I've had. He and I'm going to have him on the show one day. We're going to talk about this too. That hey, the the. So yeah, did, and did we? And and at this point, you come to the conclusion that that the government's not going to help. My, you know, in re in reality, nobody's going to help you. When you boil it down, what what what's going to save you? Christ. It's, that's it. Like that's like. Jesus has said, "Don't fear man who can kill your body." Mm-hmm. Fear God that can kill your body and your soul. Yeah, like he, the, he 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 owns it all. He doesn't like if if I go if I tick off the government, the worst they're going to do is do a firing squad out. They're going to you know put me in a black hole and kill me somewhere. Yeah, but or you know as the Clintons they'll they'll suicide. They'll suicide. Yeah. They'll suicide. Yeah. <laughs> we can go on a whole deal because the Mina connection and all that. Listen, you're, where I'm at. so he's from Arkansas. He's not far from Mina. Um, was his mom's not. And so that there, yeah, we could. That, who knows? This this podcast may turn into that, and we may talk conspiracy about yeah the crazy. I, well, it's it's funny that you know we talk about all these conspiracy theories, and then they, they start continually coming keep coming true. Like you know, look at the JFK CIA stuff, and I that was nuts. Thirteen thousand pages, and it pretty much states everything. In it, there. We, everything that the conspiracy theorists said was yeah. happening 
We killed we killed JFK. Yeah. Like that's crazy. It's the insan the evil insanity of all of it. And, uh-huh. You know, war you start looking at wars, especially now because you know, we were over in Afghanistan in that area for twenty years. What were we doing that whole time? Nothing. Nothing. We were just killing people for no reason. That's it, they made it look like what well, and golly. See you you start going on the, the, the rabbit hole of after nine eleven. I mean, you start seeing what we did with JFK. Now you start looking at the nine eleven. Yeah, things. And it all plausible. You start, yeah, you start going, "Oh my goodness!" This, I mean, what happened right after nine eleven? Well, George Bush passes the Patriot Act, and we lose a whole oh, gob of freedom. Uh, yeah, a whole mess of it. That should have been repealed. It should have never even been on the voting mm-hmm. floor. No, and that's where you know that you know There's something nefarious. Yeah, that's it is, and we've lost that touch. But you know, and that's fine. They can go be. As evil as they can be, that's their world, and and that's they've only got temporary connect, control. Only and for I, a and I use bit. control in air quotes, yeah, because ultimately Christ is on the throne. Christ is in control. Christ has, yeah, he's the one allowing this. I mean, he's he's in control of everything. He so. is. Yeah. He's in. He he is allowing it. There is a like it's a divine chess a divine mm-hmm. chess game. He's moving the pieces where they need to be to get things. You can study, you know, you can get into the string theory and all that. And and I, I like the scientific side, Dave, and I talked about it. I, I really dig into some science. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down, even it, the more you try to disprove God, the more you prove him. Sure. And I never tried to disprove him. I, I knew he was there. But I just thought if I ignored him that he would go his way and I would go mine and we'd be happy. It's interesting. You have, I, I, work, I used to work with a guy and he said... God and I got an understanding. I ignore him and he ignores me. And I said, well, you don't, that's not how that works. Mm -mm. And and he doesn't, he's so deceived in his own sin Mm -hmm. that he doesn't understand that he's not just, God's not ignoring him. God's storing up wrath for him later. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. If you ignore him for a few decades, that wrath is something else. And I've dealt with depression my entire life since I was, Oh, probably about nine, about my daughter's age right now. Yeah. And I've had that that side of me that's been there. Sure. And through different ways, I've been able to get around it. And But it always creeps back in. And this last round was was the most horrific thing I've ever gone through. Really? It was the darkest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound weird. I wish more people had a deep spiritual crisis in their life. Mm-hmm. And, and that sounds bad. But I wish everybody had that to some extent to the way they could handle it because it opens up your heart. It makes sense because once you hit spiritual rock bottom, you're more apt to yeah. turn yourself around. You do because there's no other way out. Yeah. You see, and then you start studying, you know, your, your curiosity. You know, man is curious. <clears throat> That's what we do. We want to sit around and be curious and dig through stuff sure. and build things and tear stuff down. God created like that. us like that way. That's, we're we're we made that. in his image and he created everything. Yeah. So we like to do the same thing. We like to tinker. Mm-hmm. We like to build. We like to to, to cultivate. And, and let I me mean, look at the skyscrapers. That didn't. I mean, that's, look what we can do. Look at what God's and all that comes from from the brain that God put inside mm-hmm. of us. And we've only got we only have one tenth of one percent. I think is what it we use only one tenth of one percent so of our brain or something yeah, like that. It's it's, it's just crazy. insane. We still don't know how the brain works. No, you know we don't know how depression works. We don't know how the dopamine truly works. We don't know what the, you know, you have your reuptake inhibitors, and I'm on some of that. And, and it does. It, it makes you get out of that hole. So I'm, I'm one of those that's like spirituality and science 
because I'd be dead if it wasn't for yeah. for science at this point. I mean, I've had some stomach issues and all that. So, you know, we were put here at this time intentionally. Mm-hmm. God yep. knew, look, this is the way it's going to be for you. What's what Acts, 7, Acts 17 says, God created from one man mm-hmm. all of the generations, and he's, he's determined their allotted periods yeah. and their dwelling places. That's, that's so, I mean, that's the thing is you're not where blowing. you are. You, you're you not where you are by accident. Mm-mm. David's not where he is by accident. I'm not where I am by accident. We are where we are on purpose. That God is sovereignly in control of all things like yeah. this. He's yep. put us where we're supposed to be for a purpose. And, and that's right. And that's and, and part of that was like, how can you go over and figure out or go on and figure out what your purpose is? Sometimes you're not going to know. It, it, and, it, and it can tell you, if, you, if you're not in the scriptures... You're not going to really find that out. I mean, mm-hmm. you might have some surface level things that hit, yeah. but you're not going to be. You want to go deep. God's that's the reason God gave us the scriptures. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So you got to understand the, the next level of faith. You got to find it in, the, in God's word. Yeah, you got you got to study. And I, I love that you you know you said I had a crisis moment. Uh, it was faith. it was horrible. And you and it, you look at all the people in the scriptures. Look at all the examples of the messy. Oh, human, human beings in the yeah. scripture. Killing their brothers and everything else. God did not use the perfect person. Mm-mm. He took people that were broken. Broken. Yeah, broken. That's, I mean, look at Saul. Yeah. That brother killed Christians for sport the way we kill deer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was just, I, and you know what he was doing? He thought he was doing God a favor because these dirty Christians yeah. need to be wiped out. So that's the reason, I, man. I pray that God raises some, a Paul up inside of the inside of mm-hmm. Islam, because that's exactly what Islam's doing. They're killing Christians and thinking they're doing God a favor. You can. There's. I, I was reading a deal earlier that was. There's a lot of countries out there today that it's illegal to be a Christian. Yeah. You know they have to. Over. It's all over. It's yeah. even in Mexico. <clears throat> well, shoot. I mean, they they arrested James Coat. Coats in in Canada because I mean during COVID that that was a revelation yeah. of what these di- little dictators want to do and Canada was, is 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 a wannabe dictatorship. Oh, it's so bad, and, and Trudeau is just he's he, all he is he is he's awful, off in a mess. <laughs> Arrested they, James Coat, bub, a biblical preacher, because they decided to have church on a Sunday morning for going to church. <laughs> going to church. They I mean, just, that was it. What's your crime? Oh, uh, we had church on Sunday morning and gathered as the as the scriptures command us to. Oh, you know, here. you know, as a Christian, that that would be a badge of honor. I know, right? Well, it You'd is. Be like, yeah, let's do it. Take yeah. me to jail. You know, they just arrested a, a lady. I think it was. I'd have to look. It was. I read it this morning. Um, she was silently praying across the street from an abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. Wasn't protesting. Yeah. Wasn't being loud. She was just standing there praying, and yeah. they arrested her. Yep. That's the world we live in. See, that's wrong on every level. Yeah, it happened. Here's, it happened right before we did the whole before Roe fell. Yeah, um, and and Oklahoma did did what it did. We had an abortion clinic down in Tulsa. It was the yeah. Tulsa Women's Clinic is what it's yeah. called. Well, murder <clears throat> mill. It is. It's murder mill. Yeah, and they still have Planned Parenthood, but that Tulsa Women's Clinic was it was a surgical one where they go in mm-hmm. forceps and all that other jazz. Um, brutal. It is brutal. And I, my friend Brett Baggett and, and, and Josh Eaton, all those guys, they're, they're part of the Rescue Those. Mm-hmm. And and there was a group of them down there. Pastor just, he was on the side, he was preaching, but he's on public property, mm-hmm. not on their property. And the, the, the death scorts or the, the women who helped yeah. the other women in to kill their babies, 
They that's what we call them is death squads. <laughs> that's that what it's just like the Nazis. Yeah, it isn't just like the Nazis. So he's preaching. That brother in Tulsa, Oklahoma, got arrested for. And oh, what did he do? He was just sent pleading for the life of the unborn. And yeah. wasn't wasn't calling names, wasn't being mean, just yeah. saying, "Come to Christ, repent of your sins, come to Christ." And they said, "Nope, done." And arrested and him. One of the things is, you know, I notice, <clears throat> and this is one of the things that the, that people throw back in your face is you tell them, "Look, repent," and 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 I'm not a preacher, so I'll be like, "You can't tell me that killing babies is okay." It's not. I will never be okay with it. I won't either. I don't care how you spin it. I don't care if you spit on me. It doesn't matter. I'll never be okay with it. But they say, well, so you're better than me. No. Mm. I'm, a, I'm just as bad a sinner as anybody else out there, if not worse. Sure. If you want it to go that far, I'm worse than you. <laughs> so if I can get help, I know you can. Well, I, th- I think about Paul. Paul said he in the present tense, when he read, he says, I am the chief of sinners. He didn't say, mm-hmm. I used to be the chief of sinners. Yeah. His, te- his, ter- te- his terminology was, I am the chief of sinners. I'm the worst of the worst. The weird, you know, I started. We we were talking about this one night. And it was the sanctification process, mm-hmm. and that's that's become my. I like that word, sure, because it encompasses your growth, sure, and getting where. But at some point, you you know, you can go to God and cry out, and I did all that, and uh, you know, was miserable and and just wanted to leave the earth, basically. Sure. And when you start actually getting digging your heels in with spirituality and Christianity and God, you start start seeing the world different. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I really started seeing it for what it was. And I I didn't want to be removed in like a, I'm going to go hide from the world way. Mm-hmm. I just, I could be amongst people and just kind of still not be amongst them. Sure. You know, I had, I felt like I was shielded to some extent from there. Yeah. from their nonsense and that's what it is and, <clears throat> and that's one of the things that people don't want to face because when you're at that point you've you're committed and you're gonna walk with God and he's gonna show you stuff that you don't want to see about mm-hmm. yourself sure well that, that's 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 what the scriptures do, the, the the and this is the reason I think people don't read the Bibles because yeah. when you read the word it will expose you for who you really are and we're frauds we are we, we are frauds. We're, people say, well, the church is full of hypocrites. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you should come down and join us. We yeah. need a couple more. Yeah. Because it's the truth. You know, I, I, I've i helped people do different things and get off drugs and everything else. And there's a, I noticed a, a similarity. It's not the same. There's some similarities. But when you first get in with God again and you truly are with him, you get on a pink cloud. <laughs> the world is great. Sure. You know. And then you start getting back to normal, you know, and it's like, ooh, well, it's like that. I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, sure, it's like that camp experience, and this is the, and this is the reason having some sort of a biblical community around you is important. The mm-hmm. church, or you know, you know, because when you you're in camp, you're in that it's a it's a it's an orchestrated setup. Sure, in sort of camp, inside a camp, they take your phones, they take you, know, you yeah. have no outside experience other than what's on the stage, what's in your camp, what's in your cabin. You see it, you hear it for a week. And so, of course, I'm doing better spiritually because I'm, this is where it's I'm, all I'm doing. It's all I'm doing. But then you go back and it's Tuesday, you know, next week, and you're working your job, mm-hmm. and you, you, you get messed up. Yeah, and the the world is, you know, the, the I could go on for days about this one, um, and I've had some some great thoughts, but about it, and they're fleeting. You know, I'm not a I'm not a great orator or anything, and I'd like to sit down with like Jordan Peterson for like a day. 
He's, that, that brother's smart. He, and man, he is right on the precipice of, of, of everything. He's, well, I think he's right I on the precipice of I wish he would coming. make the step. He's, and, he, and he's had so many conversations with so many good... I mean, he sat with guys that are smart when it comes to the Bible. Mm-hmm. He sat with, with uh, Vody Bauckham, with John MacArthur. I mean, yeah. he sat across from these guys and talked to these guys. And I'm like, you're right there. And he and he, you could see it in his he eyes. He wants to. He wants to. He's just like, he's trying to... He, he's a logical guy, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to make connection. Right where I, I'm here, but I need to get up here. How do I? How, how do, do they I meet? tie this in together? And man, I'm just like, bro, it's 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 Christ, it's Christ, it's Christ. You don't have to have a whole lot of faith either. No, people think you have to have this grain. great Most, faith, but you don't. You don't. No, it's tiny. Moments of doubt are normal. You look at the Bible. I mean, David looked like a schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Read the Psalms. When yeah. you read, go through the Psalms, he's like, one minute he's like, God, you're, the, you're, you're my breath, you're the th- you're everything, and then you flip a page, he's like, God, where are you? I'm so depressed. I'm Why do you die. do this to me? Why am I? I feel like dying. And I'm I like, flooded <laughs> my couch with tears. Yeah, right, you know? right. It's like I get it. <laughs> and that guy. Yeah. Or you Psalm eighty-eight. Yeah. You look at Psalms thirty-eight. Holy smokes. Yeah, Psalms thirty-eight, but Psalm eighty-eight is my favorite. Yeah. Because it, that is, you can tell I was right there. And that's where the jumping off point to Christ was. That's where it happened. Yeah. And okay. and that he's depressed. He's in a dark spot. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I were talking about this. She doesn't understand depression. You know, it's like I can't feel your pain in your knee that's bothering you. Right. I know it's there because you're limping. You know, but so you see somebody that's depressed and it's all internalized. Yeah. And I recently, we, I've had a few friends that that have died from this. And they go, well, he was so happy. He helped everybody. You know, he was yeah. just, everything was great. It wasn't. Well, it, this is what we, when you go into a store, you say, hey, how you doing? What are we, what's our standard response? Good, how are you? Fantastic. Well, fantastic. we had this, so what would you do if I walked in and say, hey, how are you doing? Not good. I thought about hanging myself this morning. What would your reaction be? Uh, You'd be like, I got to get out of here. I don't want to be around this talk to this Because guy. we really don't want to know how no. people are doing. And that's we why. We really I, don't. When I ask now, as as I've grown spiritually and, and and you know in other ways, when somebody I ask somebody how they're doing, I genuinely want to know. You want to know. And if they say, "Man, I'm not doing good," I stop what I'm doing. Tell me what. Tell me what's going yeah, on. Sit down. I'll buy a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what's happening here. And so you've got. I love it, man. I'm looking at this. Oh, oh, Lord God, Psalms 88. Lord God, my salvation. I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayer come to you. Incline your ear to my cry. I mean, so he's he's begging. Yeah, David's begging. I get where he's at. And so there has to. And this is where we have to understand the depths of our depravity of mm-hmm. our sin. And when you look at every person in the scriptures, they do cry out. They, yes. After Peter, betra- I mean, Peter doesn't deny Christ. Deny Christ. I mean, he he does the worst. He denies Christ. L- listen, right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Not once, not twice, but three times a lady. Yeah, I mean it's done right there. He he does it, and 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 Jesus foretells it. Jesus knew. I mean this is and this is what blows my mind is that the Lord Jesus Christ knows everything about you and I and David, mm-hmm. and he came after us anyways. Yeah, he knows how wretched we are. He knew Peter was going to do it. He knew it. He said, and he tells him, "Listen, you're going to deny me three times." And Peter's like, oh, no, I'm what? "No, I'm not. You ain't going <laughs> to. No way, bro." And what does he do? He does it. He does it. He, de- he denies him three times. At the moment that rooster crows, he breaks. Mm-hmm. And he de- and, and here's the difference between him and Judas. Judas selfishly 
sees what he does, but he doesn't come to God and say, God, I'm sorry. He's like, he's still out there going, oh my gosh, look at me. And goes out and hangs himself. Yeah. He doesn't come to Christ and repent. He selfishly goes out and says, well, I'm just going to end it all. Mm-hmm. Well, that's childish. Peter does the exact same thing, denies Christ, messes up, goes and weeps bitterly and repents and says, God, forgive me. Mm-hmm. And then we see the restoration later. That's right. In the book of John, where he comes to him and what does he do three separate times? Do you love me? Do you love me? Yeah. yeah. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you feed my sheep? Do you love me? Quit yeah. asking, dude. I yeah. love you. <laughs> and the, well, and, the, and well, the original language is interesting. Mm-hmm. You've got at the end of it, at the last time he says it, he says the first time, "Hey, do you love me?" It means, and I'm, I may get this wrong. If it, it may, it's agapao and, and agape. There's the original. agape is the uh, is the love. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the last one, he just asks, "Do, don't, do you even like me?" But so the language at the last, "Do you love me?" is not, "Do you love me?" He goes. Do you even really like me? Mm-hmm. And that's the reason it grieves Peter. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God, you know all things. He's okay, if I know all things, then you know that I know all things. Do what I tell you to do. And he, there's this restoration moment. God restores him in in that text. And there's this restoration of, of, of Peter because he, he genuinely repented and, and longs to love and serve God. So mm-hmm. Peter, or, uh, Judas didn't do that. Judas didn't want to love and serve him. He was selfish. He didn't want to love and serve God. He wanted to get what he wanted to get when he wanted to get it and didn't care how he got it. And then once he was exposed, he's just like, oh, poor me. And then he goes and hangs himself. Peter gets exposed and he's like, God, I'm a wretch. Please forgive me. Yeah. I, I want to be next to you. That's the same thing with David. David in Psalm 63, the one thing I ask. This is what I mean. That's it. I just one want thing. one thing. I want to be in your presence. That's it. That's all I want. And I'm like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. In my heart, I'm like, oh, God, I sometimes praise and shout. I'm like, God, I just want one thing. I just want to be in your house. Mm-hmm. I want to be in your presence. If, even if just for a little bit. No, listen, once you're in, you're in. <laughs> I know, and that's the great thing. But from a depressed mind, sure, you're like, sure. if I could just come visit for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. just let me get in there you know, for a And minute. once you get in there, you realize what it is. But, you know, depre- and, and you go back to, to these depressions, and, and people are manic, and manic mania, the mania side of it is is pretty hard to deal with because you'll go from great highs to great lows. Sure. And and that's a roller coaster. Um Especially for even your family, you know, that's around it. But looking at it from a depressed side and not my awoke, my side that's awake now, it's easier to look at it and go, I'm such a bad person. All day long I've sinned. All night long I sin. My whole life is sin. There's no point in trying to even do it anymore. I should just step out. Sure. You know, I should just leave this earth. Because maybe I can get some relief on the other side. And this is, and that's what the enemy does. Is the enemy will. And we had a lot of conversations about this. We had <coughs> the enemy tearful was, conversations. Yeah. <laughs> the enemy is going to be the one who's going to make you. You know, God can't really like you. You've done too much. Yeah. And that was You've exactly what you told me. You've gone too far. The enemy. The enemy likes you to think. Likes to think. There's no way that God can actually like me. Yeah. Look how bad you are. You are a. You're a filthy rag. Mm-hmm. You, well, the scripture said, yep, this is reason knowing the scripture is right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes and amen. The, the Bible says I am. Mm-hmm. But here's what, here's the beautiful thing is that Christ comes in and takes what's filthy and makes it new and creates all things new. And so he takes what's old, throws it in the garbage and restores and builds something new. He doesn't, you know, if I, we're here, it's Christmas time. We've got Christmas in two days. If you open up a package... So you built or you you got a new iPad or whatever some some gadget 
Open Dude, it up and it's bust and it's and it's busted screens all spider webby. What are you gonna do? Send it back. Send it back, throw it throw it throw it back and start over again. <laughs> That's not what the guy does. Guys, he looks at him and goes, Oh, we got this. Hold on. Holy Spirit, Jesus, let's do it. And it's quick. And he does. And he just he restores, he fixes, he we can make that new. And inter, and interestingly enough, you know, I just wanted to be whole, completely whole right now. Sure. You know, right now, make it happen. That's not how it works. It's not because honestly, looking at it now, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. If I suddenly became sanctified in twenty minutes, one, it wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. It would be just like drinking a coke or something else, you know, or an energy drink. You just feel better for a little bit. Yeah. But it, I wouldn't be able to handle it. It's like people say, "Well, if I had ten million dollars, I'd be happy." No, you wouldn't. It's like you got eight dollars and you're miserable. So. You know, a bunch more money's not going to help. It's just going to, you're going to do something that's going to blow up in your face and cause like big time problems. Yeah. If you look at, it's not, it's not, money's not the root of all evil. It's the love of it that consumes us. And it it consumed me for a while. Sure. You know, I was obsessed with it. And you told us yesterday you were making. I made, I had some years that were phenomenal. You made some good cash. Yeah. So. I had some big years. And did did having all that cash make you feel. Made me miserable. Sure. Because it was, you're like, what now? Yeah, now you know I've reached goals in my life, and mm-hmm. you think, and that's what on on the other side, the grass always greener on the other side. You always, think, and you you think, oh God, if I could get to the point where I'm making a million a year, yeah, or if, well, I, make, if I had five million in cash, I'd be happy. I'd be happy, and then you get it, and you're like, huh, it means nothing, it, and it causes more, it causes more fights, it causes more divisions. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, especially if if we you know. Inherited somehow six sixty million dollars. All of a sudden, out of the woodwork, who would? Be, oh, you have a lot of new listen, friends. <laughs> oh, Johnny, Dave, listen, we're buddies, aren't yeah. we? Listen, Give me some money. Friends. And I haven't talked to you in ten years. I know, but I've just been busy, and you've been busy, yeah. and, and now we're You're not just, busy. I'm just thinking about you. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I spent. <laughs> I started out mowing the grass for, for Caterpillar, and uh, I, I thought I want to run a store. I want to be a vice president. That looks cool. Okay. That was my goal. So I worked my whole life to get there. Went to night school, the whole nine yards. And I got there, and within two weeks, I realized how much I hated it. <laughs> and I I mean, that was, it was, <clears throat> I was like, I hate this job. Yeah. But now everybody's like, oh, you made it. You know, you're, you're the guy. Yeah. You owe something, ain't you, ain't you something? And I'm thinking, no, I hate it. Yeah. I'd re- I told my wife half a dozen times. I said I'd rather be on the wash rack. Really? I, yeah, I'd rather be out there washing equipment. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that job. I hated it. Yeah, and and this is the thing is, we think that all these things are gonna fit, make us better. They don't. More money, mm-hmm. more possession. If I can get a bigger house, if I can have a cooler car, oh, if I can yeah. live in, if I can leave this, I mean, God, I hate the city I live in. I hate it. I hate it. And then we move to a different city. Oh, this city's terrible. What? That city sucks too. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Because it's not the city that's the problem. It's you. Mm-hmm. You're the problem. And our society <clears throat> has said, no, 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 no. It's not you. It's everybody else. Yeah. And we have those problems. We want short answers without pain. Well, yeah. And, and you can't grow without pain. It's interesting enough if you if you hang around if you listen to people that you know because everybody always paints themselves as they, they've done the, the the not the worst. It's everybody else that's done the yeah. worst. It's that gets that friend of mine that screwed my life up. It's this. It's that. It's that spouse. It's my it's ex wife. It's the job. On me. It's all these things. Yeah. And then you start saying, "Well, wait a second. What's the common denominator? Every relationship you've ever had with somebody, 
they're they're the enemy. They've had all kinds of problems. They've got this. They've got that. What's the common denominator? All these relationships. If you really start thinking, well, shoot, it's me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the issue. And you start going, golly, okay. And that sucks because you have to that self-actualization of and it's painful. Dang, it is. And it it's a dark place to be in. It is. And you're gonna, you know, you are gonna be in that spot sooner or later. Everyone is. Mm-hmm. And how, what you do with it is up to you. And how deep you go, I it, I still think that that God has. I hate to say it's depression is terrible, um, but I, I, there's days that I view it as a gift. Well, well you, got, you got to remember what Romans eight says. Romans eight tells us that all things work together for good mm-hmm. for those who love the Lord. And, and without and that, that depression, that are called according to His purposes. Yeah, and without that depression, I would have never gone into the depths and saw the things that I did sure. about the world, myself, and family, and every everything else. Sure. But but going into that, you know, I always described it. There's two ways I describe it. One is is like a, a nice fuzzy warm blanket, depression, and that sounds kind of mm-hmm. wrong. But every day you pull that blanket up an inch or two. Yep. Every day, and sooner, it's sooner it's over your head. It's like a cocoon, and it is, and it's a safe place to be. Yep. And and you can feel you you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know the surrounding. You're like, well, I I know I'm gonna feel uh, at least I feel something. Now. Something. I'm yeah. not numb. I feel something. But I think it's interesting. You're talking about sanctification. I saw a great video the other day, and it was just a, it was a gif. It was one of those things where mm-hmm. repeat on repeat. And it's this old man. He's getting on an escalator, and he's got a walker. Mm-hmm. One we need to get for David. Yes, we yeah, gotta get tennis balls legs. on there. Yeah. <laughs> tennis ball walker. Then you get him a firewood rack on the front of it. So he can <laughs> go get his firewood because it's 900 degrees in his house he all is. the time. Oh my gosh, his house. You're literally having dude. Your house last night was like ninety degrees. I'm really surprised that like the plastic ornaments didn't aren't drooping. <laughs> He's got a fire. It's like set on the hubs of hell. It, it's hot. And so, but this old man is he gets on this on this escalator and he's he he's, he gets on, but it's a stumble. Mm-hmm. And man, we, how many of us just stumble into this thing? God, God, we don't. I mean, it's not anything on our own. God's the one who gets yeah. us there, and we get on that elevator. Or he gets on that escalator and he sort of kind of falls sideways. And he's, you know, how old people and they try to, they fall. It's like a slow, slow fall. motion pain. And yeah. it's like this. He, get, it's just slow, and he's just contorted, but he's still going up. That's all that counts. It's all that counts. That's it. It's a mess going. It just looks messy going up. But man, he's going up. Mm-hmm. And that's that's us. Like, and progressive we, sanctification looks messy. Oh, it is. But it's it, it still going up. It's all over the board too. There's days when you wake up and you're so filled with love that you've never had in your life. You love everything. And and we've talked about the the empathy and sympathy and our hearts ache for the world. Not that I'm better than anybody. Not that I can do anything about most stuff. But you look out and just look at Russia and and Mexico and Venezuela. The list is endless in Africa and everything else. And we've, we've done this to ourselves. Yeah. No. And we want to point the finger at our leaders. Yeah. They're the bad ones. Well, they're just a reflection of us, us well, as a society. Well, the scripture says that election. Yeah. Yeah. They well, are just a mirror reflection in a single individual for a million people. Well, what is the, the scripture says that wicked people receive wicked leaders. Mm-hmm. Like, we we absolutely now, deserve what we get. Now I've got to go find that actual verse because it's, <laughs> it's a fantastic... It's the truth. We get... Um, uh, but we spend our whole lives trying to build this cocoon of success or whatever it was that we were trying to build 
and it's not real. And that's the strangest thing to realize that the, the money doesn't matter. Yeah. The stuff doesn't matter. The shoes you have on doesn't matter. We're not even supposed to worry about tomorrow. Yeah, no. And here we are trying to, if I get to 65, I can be a multimillionaire if I do these three things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, it's, it doesn't ever work that way. And, and it's, it's, it's all for nil. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah. it's strange. Uh, if a ruler listens to, oh, no, that's not, it, it, it's, it's, it's in Proverbs. And it talks about uh, how, how we, we, uh, golly. Well, this is in Proverbs 29, too. It says, when, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, people groan. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, that's, yeah. we're growing. We our, won't let righteous people rule, though. Yeah, no. But because we are wicked and we, we mm-hmm. get what we deserve. We, we, listen, we are getting what we deserve. And listen, I'll even say we even got what we deserve when we had Trump. We did. We, I mean, Trump was, I mean, it revealed. He was a reaction. He was. And he revealed the arrogance. Listen, I, I, I voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. I like his policies, but the brother was, he's still to this day, he's arrogant, oh, he's just, boastful, he's prideful, he's wicked. I mean, wicked. it was even a moment where he had, when he was in the campaign running, he was being interviewed and he said, and it was, it was a Christian leader, he was sitting around a Christian table and they were mm-hmm. asking, said, you know, talking about repentance, he goes, I never ask for forgiveness. God, I don't need to. I don't need to. And life. I'm just like, bro, yeah. bro, like. I don't care who you are. The scripture says, if you confess your sins, Jesus will then forgive you and, and, and you'll find grace and, and, and forgiveness. But the key word in the text is what? If. if. It's all on you. If you confess, then you'll find forgiveness. But if you're like, not me. I don't need to forgive. I don't need to ask for forgiveness. No. Then guess what? You're never going to experience it. You're never going to find it. And you're going to be one of those people that in Matthew chapter 7 gets to the pearly gates. And you're going to be like, but Lord, I went to church. I, I, was, a, I was a good guy. Yeah. I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. And Jesus is going to look at you plainly. It says plainly. So he's going to be very bold and very blunt with you. I don't know who you are. That'd be like. That's mortifying. That yeah. is terrible. That's one of the most terrifying That's, verses. It, it, yeah, it is. And imagine thinking that you're going to get in and all you had to do. It wasn't going to church even. No, it it's, was just it, it was coming to the end of yourself and saying, yeah. "God, forgive me, for forgive my, me of who I am, of what I am, what I am." Exactly. Just own own it that you're a mess because mm-hmm. you are. All of I mean, David's yeah, a mess. I'm a mess. Oh, you're I'm a, a mess. Train wreck. We are like we are a locomotion train wreck. Mm-hmm. All three of us off the rails and all the time. We are a mess. And if and this is I love you know, John MacArthur said it. I think it's clear. It's, if I could if I could lose my salvation. I would. So it's not. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I could lose right. my, if I could lose my salvation, I would have screwed it up. I would. Mm-hmm. So this is the proof that God's in the God's in the middle of all this. Mm-hmm. You read Romans eight. You read how God says, "Before the foundation of the world, I knew who you were." Read Ephesians one. I know before the foundation of the world, He knew who you were. He called you. He predestined you. I know that people freak out about that word. But thank the Lord. Thank God. I'm glad. I'm glad that he knew I me. can't get across the street half the time. I thank God he knew who I was. And he said, okay, you know what? <coughs> I know he can't, but I can. Here's mm-hmm. how. Watch me. Watch. And get who gets the glory out of all that? God. God does. I don't I don't need the glory. You don't need the glory. Dave doesn't need no. the glory. No, I've had glory. glory. No. And I messed it up. It went straight to my head. When my you, ego got bigger than the dump truck. When you do get a little bit of popularity, you get a little bit of glory, quote unquote, we screw that up and we're like, man, look at me. 
Yeah, yeah look how important deal. I am. Look how freaking awesome look I am. Look at that, that name plate on my desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at what I can do. Look at mm-hmm. this. Man, even how smart I am. Look, <laughs> shoot, even with this podcast, I'm, we're almost at 60,000 downloads, and I'm like, whoo, look at that. And I'm like, really, Caleb? Stop mm-hmm. it. In the big scheme of things, 60,000 ain't that much, bro. I mean, well, and I'll tell you, it's funny, because a lot of times I think I should do something like that, but, but it, my ego is telling me that. I am not where I can do that. Yeah. You know, I can come on here and talk about it, but I don't need my name in lights because I'll screw it up. Yeah. I don't need fame. I don't need fortune. It's not that I don't desire that thing. You know, you sure. look at those people and they're loved all over the world and everybody knows their name. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the ego. And if I had it, I'd be dead. Bro, I'm telling you, there's been moments where I've gotten pretty close to being stupid and doing th- throwing the whole shebang out the window because somebody oh you're so sweet i'm like oh, okay yeah you, it's we are so easily deceived deceived uh, and we're and it's like you know the house is on fire and there's the, the mobile and satan's hanging this thing over the mobile and we're just going oh wow that's cool look at the oh, trinkets look at that trinket look yeah. at that thing if god we just, love our trinkets and that's the reason <laughs> jesus well jesus says it you know that you're gonna be if you love the world you have this pursuit of the world you're, you're gonna throw your soul away you, you want all this stuff, but you're going to throw your soul away. And, and during this process, is, is I've become more calm. Yeah. My anger level's fallen to almost nothing. Come on. And, you know, when I do get mad, it's for a very specific thing that's yeah. wrong. It's a righteous anger, I guess. Like, a, like, a trash, like the trash? Yeah, hey, I went into that being nice. That's his fault. <laughs> I just paid him to pick my trash up, and they couldn't get it done. I mean... I, I feel, and the other day I thought, or yesterday I thought I probably ought to apologize for what I said to him. Do you, you get a little feisty with him? Oh, I got way feisty. Well, with and him. this and this is the thing is we think as Christian, you know, oh Christians aren't supposed to do that. Well, and right, but man, we're still we're still battling a, a mm-hmm. sin nature, and this is the this is the fact. Experience or positionally in Christ we're secure. Mm-hmm. Experientially we're still fallen. We're oh, still yeah. in a mess. God hasn't redeemed this. It pl- hasn't redeemed the world. He's yet. not going. He's going. No, he, he will at some point. Eventually, but, he will. But he and hasn't I think we're yet. racing towards that that precipice. I too. I think we're almost there. It's fine there. It, people don't understand how quickly things are happening. You know, you can look over at Jerusalem and all these other places. There's, mm-hmm. you know, they look. How many eons did they look for the red heifers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all there. Five, they found five mm-hmm. at once. So, well, hey, fella. Yeah, still. We're still talking. Here, you're, you're live on the podcast now. Uh, say hi. This is Gabe, everybody. Say hi to Gabe. Hi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you guys are getting real life. This is just in our front room here. So, you're... This, you're is, how, this is how it works in a big studio. It's it. It's it. This is a, my big my big million dollar business <laughs> that I've got going on here. It's... The... This... Yeah, the, the, the race towards that Jesus coming back mm-hmm. is... So it feels like it's so close, and I don't want to say you know we of course we don't know the date or the time or any of that, but yeah. but the things that he told us to watch out for sure. are coming to fruition all over. It seems like in our life it started every once in a while you'd hear something, sure, and now it's like once a week you hear something about it, and <laughs> it's, it's 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 a little bit horrifying. If, if you didn't know the domino effect, yeah, and if you didn't know who Christ was, if you didn't know Christ. I could see why people would be terrified. Yeah. I could see why people would be genuinely concerned about you, all this. And you can talk about the, the the global warming, cooling, change, whatever they're calling it today. <laughs> um, 
It you know, and it cha- that changes from day to day too. We're we're too cold. No, we're too hot. No, and I'm like, what? you guys don't know anything. Um, no, they they don't know anything about weather no more than they know about the brain. And we're going to control it. Yeah, right. If we if we tax it, just throw money at it. You got to throw yeah. money at it. Yeah. See, that's my hundred dollar bill going up in that tornado. I fixed mm-hmm. it. And <laughs> the if you read the Bible, it talks about these things that are going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Sure. And I firmly believe that the people in charge know that there is a God. Well, the scripture says in Romans chapter 1 that all people know that there is a God. Yeah. It's it's written on your conscience and creation. Those two it's, things. The you fool can deny. The said no God. Yeah, the, the not, fool. Not there is no God. It, they're just he saying, says no to, no yeah. to God. Yeah. yeah. And they that's where we're at. It, imagine if the president got up there and said, I'd like, to, I'd like everybody watching tonight to pray with me. <laughs> What would happen? There'd be a, uh, people. They would lose their minds. But you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Heaven forbid that you pray. Yeah. No. I mean, even when Trump mentioned Jesus in his talks, and it, and it was in, in, in terms of endearment. When yeah. He talked, people, I can't believe it. <laughs> you can't che- separate church and state. It's it's it it's was impossible. Never, and this is what these these it, crazy liberals. That's not what it was designed of. It. Never designed to no. To, there was never meant to be this wall that divided government from Christ. You can't have that, or 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 it's just going to be a mess if you if you take God out of your decision making. You've got Russia or North Korea, North China. Korea. That's right, <laughs> or whatever these other crazy dictatorships are. So no, Venezuela. you can't have religion. Yeah, no praying. No, there's you no know problem. North Korea right now. They all week have been told they can't have birthday parties. They can't have any alcohol. They can't have any fun. Because it's uh, they're mourning their original dear leader's death this week. Oh, that guy! You can't even celebrate your birthday. Wow! And we're heading to that direction. Oh yeah, we're getting close. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> and this is what happens when sinful when you allow wickedness to mm-hmm. rule. When, when and then, and Washington, George Washington said it that this kind of government that we have, a constitutional republic will only work for a moral and religious people. Yeah. And you and I were talking about in the truck the other day, the major difference between conservative and, and liberal, and Democrat and Republican, is that the liberal wants just unbridled immorality. They With no repercussions. No repercussions, yeah. Whatever, I, 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 if I want to have sex with whoever I want to have sex don't with. Don't kink shame me. Don't, yeah, don't kink. Yeah, yeah don't I'm kink. Look, what, what is why that? not? Why not? <laughs> and, and so you've got the other side of the spectrum that says, we do need to have some boundaries. There does need to be some, and and mm-hmm. God puts boundaries in place not for our begrudging submission, but for our joy. That's right. God God puts these things in place at the covenant of marriage. You know, because well, you Christians don't want to have sex. No, listen, we do. Listen, and trust me, we as a do. Christian, I got down every chance I had the opportunity. To, listen, and I sinned great. Yeah, but here, but here's the thing: sex in and of itself is not a sin. God created sex. It's a gift for the covenant of marriage in the boundaries. In those boundaries. And man, guess what? In those boundaries of marriage, have at it. Have a good time. So I'm counseling my daughter and my son. It's my great future fun. Son, my future son. Oh, I'm like, listen, I'm not, I'm not the Christian to be like, oh, no sex. I'm like, oh, yes, sex. It helps your marriage. Bro. It's fantastic. Bro, yeah. sex is fantastic. And it's funny because they, they I, I, I do like when they go, oh, y'all are so uptight. <laughs> I eat, I'm, I'm crazy, bro. 
But I have to have those boundaries. It, it, yeah. and, and listen, inside of the covenant of marriage with my wife, guess what? It's a blast. Mm-hmm. And the two of you are married. Is it a blast? It's a blast. Is it a blast? Absolute hoot. It's a hoot, man. It's the most I'm telling fun you. you can have with your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to jail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the truth. But, this, and, but when we start to look at this as, listen, it is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Because every one of us sitting around this table... Has gone outside of those com- those Ooh, confines. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, just a little, <laughs> just a little. We've all three of us been outside of the covenant of marriage and tried to pursue physical relationships. And how did that work out? It's empty and meaningless. Yeah, it is, and it's just, and it, you feel uh, afterwards, especially. Mm-hmm. Listen, I was doing it when I was a Christian because after my so my you know yeah. people know my story that know my first wife left me, mm-hmm. and listen. I've been divorced twice. Right. Guys, listen. Here I am, divorced twice. Listen. God still loves me. Yeah. And guess what? My first wife left me, and, I, and afterwards I got angry. You know who I was ultimately angry at? God. Mm-hmm. How could you? I was I was doing student ministry. I was doing, I was, I, 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 I. I. I'm like, wait a second. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then I have to realize, yeah. And so, man, I went outside of the covenant of marriage mm-hmm. and found I mean, was it fun temporarily? The scripture says there's pleasure in sin for a season, oh, but it it's is. just a season. It is, there's, it's, a, it's tempting, and there's a reason it's tempting, because it's a hoot. Well, here's what we're doing. We're trading eternal blessings for temporary joy, mm-hmm. or temporary happiness. I don't want to even say joy. Temporary happiness. Yeah. I, I, I always viewed it more as a dis- temporary distraction. Sure. And, it, and it's that distraction from right and wrong. Why? And, and this is... Interesting to think about. So, the the, the people that want to remove all these boundaries, mm-hmm. um, I, I, they fight so hard for it. Yeah, that's my that's that's my door. That's, the that's door's how, tooting. That's how I know that somebody's if my kids come in late, I can hear my door making all kinds of racket. So yeah. So why do the people that aren't Christians that mm-hmm. aren't that are atheist or agnostic or Satanic. I mean, there's a whole other side that they, satanic stuff is out there. Yeah. So, Satan worshiping all this. So, why do they force <coughs> their idea that they shouldn't have any boundaries on the world? Hey, did you say you're blocked, honey? Yes. Hey. I'm sorry. That's all right. My keys are in the truck. Have he just put it in reverse, back it up? Have Gabe back it up. He'll back. He can do it. This this is live. This is live, guys. Live. I'm, I'm not editing this. this is, yeah, I don't need to. Like this is fantastic. I'm gonna leave it just like this, and everybody's. I'm just gonna pop it online and just let them have it. Yeah. So why do they fight so hard at people that say they'll come into your house and say you shouldn't have these boundaries? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, you think that, then don't have them. Mm-hmm. That's not for me to say. Yeah. But here's my boundaries, and if you're gonna come into my house, I'm not gonna let you smoke in it. Yeah. Right. You know, or. I don't want you bringing drugs, meth into my house. Right, yeah. I don't want you doing this or that. And they go, well, you're just being repressive. Well, yeah. Would you want me to come in your house and do things in your house? No. No. There's like, well, That's what cracks me up about the border. Like, Oh, it, my gosh. They, they're literally suing them to stop building. To stop the, building. I'm like, can we open, what if we opened a, your front door? That's different. Yeah. What if we, what if we, if you look at all these liberals that, that do this stuff, oh, the border's bad. They've got a ginormous fence Huge. around their house. And some of them got armed security guards. Most of them do. Why? Because there's bad people in the world. Huh. Really? You think uh, so? There, yeah, there's a bunch of bad ones. And they and nobody would like, outside of the United States, and some people in the United States, 
would love to see America fall because we've brought more prosperity to the world than any other nation in yep. any other time, period. We've yep. brought more people out of poverty with cheap energy, mm -hmm. with good food, yep. all these things that we've done. And look at what are truly poor people, not people that say they're poor and don't have a dollar. The truly poor people are obese. Our poorest of the poor, you don't see people starving in the street. Not in it's not like India. Not in America. No, no not outside of... Now, are there, are there hungry people in America? Yes, sure. but they are not, and realistically, they are not going to starve to death. You could find food if you really You can go it. to anyone's house and say, look, I haven't had a dinner, a meal in two days. Most I guarantee people, you I would bring you in my house and say, let's eat. Most people will bring you in here and say, eat something. Get something in your stomach. Yeah. Like, it, Or you could go, even in, like right now, there are at least, I think, three warming stations. Right now it's negative seven here in Barlow. Yeah, it's cold. So there's three warming stations. Mm -hmm. One of them is a church. The other one's a, I think Phillips is doing a, even a warming station for people. I, think, I can't remember who, who it was, or maybe Conoco. Um, but that you could, I mean, you could find a place to get warm and get something to eat. Mm -hmm. And okay. if you can't, I guarantee you, you can walk into a convenience store and say, hey, do you have anybody I can call for help? Yeah. And you find out somebody walking in be like, yeah, get in the truck. I'll take you down there. I'll take you wherever yeah. you need to go. Yeah. What's well, it's hilarious. Uh, and you see that in the, cons and you know, you have the liberal conservative mindset, mm -hmm. but you see that in the more spiritually connected areas. You know, you go look at, at Portland and all these places. It is out of control. There's people dying in the streets. Yeah. And they go, no, that's, that's what they want. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's those people do not want to be drug addicts laying in the street. Yeah. And we have to help them get to a point. We can't enable it. Yeah. You got, you've got to take some, t and it's called tough love for a reason. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's harsh. And it can be hard. <laughs> but you've got the, you've got all these insane people that want to make these, these, these rules up, but that rules for you, but they don't apply to me. Good for thee, but not me. Yeah. That, that's it. That's the, I couldn't remember exactly how it's done. But this is this is what happens when you have generationally sin that's just run rampant. There's no there's not been any checks on it. Mm -hmm. And you know, what is it down to forty three percent of America is Christian? Yeah, and that that's and I use that term. I would use that. I'd even go well it's really down well, in the twenties probably. Well here's <laughs> no, realistically, this is so Ray Comfort and George Barna did a the combined Yeah, that was thing. the that was the one. Eight out of ten people in the church are not genuinely saved. That's in the church. Wow. That's their their research found. Eight out of ten are not genuinely born again. And if you if you if you looked at biblically born again, I'm not talking cultural Christian. Right. Forget that. I'm talking that. biblical Christianity. What it looks like to be a genuine biblical Christian. Eight out of ten. And that's that's George Barna and Ray Comfort did this combined research deal. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, shoot. The Bible says. In Matthew chapter fourteen, or I'm sorry, Matthew chapter seven, verse 4, thirteen and fourteen, that there is going to be a, the broad road versus the narrow road, and the broad road. This is how Satan. He's the master. What's he, he's the father of what? Lies. Lies. And so across the banner, across the the highway of the broad road, it says this way to heaven. You don't have to give anything up. You don't have to repent. You don't have to. Have you don't any, have to tie to the church. No, pers no pursuit of no pursuit of righteousness. No pursuit of holiness. No love of the things of God. You just do you. Well, that's one of the sayings that you do you, boo. Yeah. Right? You be you. Who am I to tell you? Yeah, love is love, and you love do whatever. Love is love. <laughs> oh, gosh. Love is love. You do whatever you want to do, yeah. right? And biblical Christianity is narrow and difficult, and it says 
without the pursuit of holiness, in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews says, if you, if the, without the pursuit of holiness, you will not see God. You won't. So in that pursuit of holiness, it's not something that you can almost view it as, as like a lifestyle change. It should. It should be. It should to be. It has to be. So, if you will tell God that you're sorry, repent of your sin, pray. Don't go pray in church. You don't have to do it in church. Do it in your closet. You're supposed to do it in a dark says, place. Scripture says, "Get get alone in your closet." Yeah, and that's the mo- the more I pray, I like a dark. I don't want anybody to know I'm praying. I like it dark and quiet. No dogs around. No kids. And it's not because I don't love them. It's just that's my time with God. Sure. And if. That's the step. If you'll just take that step for two months, yeah. every morning or every evening, just yeah. one time a day, go hide in the closet and pray for three minutes, for 30 minutes, for 30 seconds, whatever you whatever. can stand. And you'll start seeing your life improve. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's really amazing, what? especially being an adult and going through it because you can really put it into perspective. Yeah. Well, I, one of the things that I... I went through with our churches. I went through a little series, and I said Christians should. The title was Christians should be different. Absolutely. And we just. I mean, we should look different. We should sound different. Mm-hmm. We should should be different. Like, if I've it, never fit in in my entire life with society. Mm-hmm. Not I've. None of us have. We talk about that. We never felt like truly society was for us. Yeah. And and why? It's because it's not. Well, the scripture says specifically, you're an alien. We are, and I feel like an alien most of the you're time. You're not. You're not. This is not. And this is the thing: is we, so many Christians treat this as, as if it's the your permanent home. <laughs> heard heard the best analogy. Best analogy. If I'm going, if I was going on a trip for a week, so let's just say three of us are going to Wyoming, I mean, going to Colorado, we're going to go to the mountains, and we're mm-hmm. going to stay in. We got a hotel we're staying in, and I packed, not just the, my my suitcase, but I packed this table. I packed my recliner. I packed the couch, the TV, and I had all that in the back. I mean, I put a giant U-Haul with a big trailer on the back of the U-Haul, and I hauled all this stuff for five days. What would you say to me? You're crazy. Look, why, why are you doing this? We're, dude, we're gone for five days. Yeah. Like, it's quit. temporary. It's temporary. And that's exactly what we're We're here temporarily, and we're trying to throw everything we can into making sure we've got everything here. Perfect. The way that people that we don't yeah. know... That don't care if we're here or not. Mm-mm. We're trying to impress them. Well, I, I mean, I'm looking. It's at, just insane. And it is. And I, here's how I, I heard this the, the other day in a sermon. Everything you own is going to be the future garage sale or landfill. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's going to be either in a garage. And we just went through our dad's estate sale. It was and all brother, it, you're going to go through <coughs> it one day, hopefully way down the way down the line. Yeah, we don't know though. We don't know. But here's the deal. All the things. I, we sat, my brother and I watched as people went and rummaged through my dad's stuff. Could you imagine our dads go, sitting there looking at some? Oh, Lord have mercy, that'd be that. mad. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Get away from there. Get away from Don't touch that stuff. But all these people rummaging through, putting on their jackets, putting on their shirts, picking up their guns, taking their stuff, and buying it. In the future, everything I own in this house, and this shoot, someone else is going to live in this house someday. Yeah. If it if it survives that long, if it survives that long, someone else is going to live in this house. Somebody else is going to live in my dad's house. That is not his. And he, man, he and he was good about that. He, yeah. he said, "Listen, this is all temporary. Yeah. I'm not here. Permanent. And, We're and an alien. We, it, our human nature is our survival instinct is there, you know, and we want it to be permanent. We sure. feel like we should have something permanent, and that's part of that loss of spirituality." 
you will try to find permanence in things that's not there. Yeah. I will try, you know, we need to leave our kids a lot of money. We have to. That's what we think. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Why do we have to do these things? Where does that come from? The, the true happiness only comes from one place, mm-hmm. and it's the connection you have through Jesus. That's yeah. it. And I've, when you really get submerged in it, you have to be careful because there's a lot of bad information out there. Well, sure. There's a lot of apostate preachers. <coughs> Absolutely. And there are a ton of the them. The majority, I think, especially with TV preachers, the majority of them are false prophets. Yeah. Because they're they're and you're telling me Joel Osteen is a false prophet. <laughs> I, I'm telling you Joel Osteen is a false prophet. Now he's a great motivational speaker. He is, and he if can he, was, he can grift like no other. If he was a, if he was if he was doing motivational speaking, I'd say hey, that's a great motivational speaker. Yeah, like Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk or any of these other old boys. They'll pump you up. I been I saw Zig Ziglar live. I mean, yeah. I, I did it. But I'm telling you, that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. It's not biblical Christianity. And so the majority of these. TV preachers, what is their main push? Money. M- money! Yeah. I the One of them, one, I forget the guy's name. He's an older one. And he even looks evil. You know, especially as Kenneth people, Copeland. Yeah, you know what I said? That's exactly right. I couldn't think of his name. If you watch these guys that are apostate preachers, as they grow older and get they wealthier, look, they, look they get more evil looking. They just look creepy. They, and he was just screaming about having to have a personal jet. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be in a tube with a bunch of demons. He called yeah, you, you and me. He's no better than us. No. <laughs> well, he thinks, no. Well, here's the thing. Their theology, they teach and believe that they're little gods. Little little lowercase yeah. g gods. Like, that's a thing that they believe. They, that is so dangerous. They so do. That's what, but that's what Satan did. Satan told Adam and Eve in the beginning, you could be what? You can be gods. You could be a god. God's trying. You know what God's trying to hold back from you? The the, the fact that you can be a god. That I can do anything. That you can be a god. So all you gotta do is eat this fruit, and guess what? You'll know the difference. You'll be just like God, and you'll know the difference between good and evil. Well, I'm good. I still get mad about the fruit because I don't want to. I have that weird ability to retain knowledge, knowledge, and all this stuff out there. And sure. it's just like I can hear something once that's kind of oddball, mm-hmm. and I've got it. It never leaves. Yeah. And I wish I didn't have that. So I could just be a lot dumber, you know. And it, you know what I mean. Right, yeah, no. Just be people because I know people that aren't really intelligent and they're super happy most of the time. Like I don't know. I went to church and had a good time talking to, to God. I'm gonna go to work. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm like, man, I wish I was like that. Yeah, you I wish I didn't have this other side where. Oh yeah. Have I have this pursuit for adrenaline? Is okay. a, is the best way I can. You know, skydiving, well, yeah, sure. motorcycle racing, uh, all the things that I've done, yeah. you know, or are going to do. Yeah. Cliff diving, rappelling off of mountains. I've, I've, I've cliff dived, I've, I've rappelled, I've done all yeah. that, but I've, I've never, you're, you're trying to convince me to go skydiving. We're going I'm skydiving. Down. I'm down. Look, life is an adventure. And we're sanctified, and so I know where I'm going. There is literally that's what literally nothing bad can happen. We know where we're going. Okay, fair he enough. died. Yeah, he's in heaven. Yeah, he's, he's in heaven. He's, he didn't. He didn't. He got promoted. Yeah, he smiled all the way to the ground. Right <laughs> and, and that that is one of the the greatest things that happens is that loss of fear. You know, you don't worry about if I die tomorrow, what's going to happen. Yeah. And and I'm not worried about my family. I, I don't want them to be, you know, of course, go through that. But I don't worry about them because my wife actually has a better spiritual grounding than I have ever had. Really? And I've, yeah, and I've, I've aged my wife horribly. I'm not, a, I am all over the board. 
Um, She's only 27. Yeah. <laughs> She'll love that you said that. Um, you know, and we're hard on our wives. We're all the same. Oh, my gosh. You know, we have some different things. Like, yeah. David and I like to take a nap. Caleb's too hot. He can't take a nap. So I, I can't. I physically, I woke up at 8.30 this morning, and I still, like, if I went down right now, I'd be worthless for the rest of the day. Oh, I'd love to take a nap right now. You want to take a nap later? We'll, we'll go take a nap later. <laughs> I told my wife to have that camper ready. So, you know, in, in all those things, if you, we all have that desire to go experience crazy things. Yeah. Why, why is that? Well, I, I think, I mean, men especially have an, an innate desire to go off the rails. I yeah. think I think we do, and absolutely, and, and that's the reason I think women, God put women in our lives to keep us from dying. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it, seriously, I, I mean, oh, Man, I, I should be dead twenty times over, bro. Um, I know that 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 God has saved me multiple times. Mm-hmm. Look, especially looking back, you're like, wow, I really should have died. Yeah, right and, there. And dude, I'm telling you, my wife has 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 pulled me back from doing dumb things. Mm-hmm. Hey, no, no, don't do, don't do that. And she'll do it in a sweet way, but every once in a while she's got to do it in a for you know. Oh yeah, and it hurts our feelings because we're, we're, we're I'm don't a be a horse's rear end. I'm a man. I'm a, yeah, you hurt you hurt your ego. Yeah, yeah. And and we're we're toxic masculine men. We got facial. We're those we're those dangerous guys they talk about. Yeah. But when when it <laughs> just like when the gal started having the seizure, look who went there and helped her. It it wasn't the ones with pink hair and weird were piercings and yeah. and they were gender neutral or whatever yeah. non-binary it was the old boys like us it, all, all, the, all the men jumped in the men and immediately got and, there and that's, and that's what cracks me up you watch the videos like I was watching uh, some videos it was like a Tonight Show type deal mm-hmm. she's sitting there's, there's this cute little girl sitting on the couch and there's this guy that's got all the animals he brought all the animals to show off the thing and one of the bugs got loose and it climbed up on her leg and she squealed and jumped up in the lap of this other dude He's yeah. got a suit on. Where'd she go first? She didn't run and say, oh, I got this. I can handle this. Yeah. She jumps into the arms of a man. Why is that? Because we're protectors. That God created us as men to protect women. Look at boys. And protect children. Look at your house last night. Mm-hmm. It was world. It was WWE primetime. Oh, we were throwing people off couches. And, and that's boys. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to have that structure to protect our family. That's innate. And if you try to start pulling that stuff away from them, you're going to have... You get the non-binary, red-haired... And you're going to get this group of people that's soulless, spineless, and senseless. Yeah. And And they can't fight. And we're right there. And I'm telling you, I I had a conversation with a buddy of mine the other day, and he said, I'm scared that eventually the check's going to come due. It's coming due. And there's going to be a day where all these people have pushed and pushed and pushed... And then you get some some old redneck that's going to lose his mind, mm-hmm. and he's going to get enough. And he's just going to no, I'm just done. And then it just I'm it done. Starts it starts this huge escalation. I'm like, mm-hmm. God help us from that. Help yeah, us not to because it wouldn't take much. Because mm-hmm. guys like us sitting here, we're the enemy. We, we're viewed as the enemy. We're, we're viewed as a bunch enemy. of white, bunch of white middle middle Cis class males. Yeah, we're, we got we've got we've got a a mentality that's that's toxic. No, it's not. No, I and I would I tell you what if if some weird one of those non-binaries was in trouble I'd be the first one to help to help them, them. absolutely and and you know what's funny is I, in my my job I've got people that are in my job right now that that are in that classification and you know what 
I'm I'm nice to him. I love him. And guess what? I talk to him every day. I talk to him in, in a nice you know, and I don't, I'm not I'm not. Oh my gosh! I don't use no. foul nasty language at him. I'm, I'm hey, how you doing? Good morning. And I genuinely. Glad want to you see to feel you. good. Yeah, I want good. You, I'm glad you're here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there, it was funny as I've had more atheists come to church with me since I've worked in the tech world. <laughs> I've had more atheists come to the, church. The tech world's eat up with atheists. It is. I've had more atheists come to church with me. And they, uh, John, I'll never forget John Mathis. He said, you're one of the nicest Christians I've ever met. I said, we, uh, we're supposed to all be like that, brother. Yeah. Like we should all, that's what, the, that just blows my mind. Christians should be some of those happy some of the most joy-filled, some of the most excited Absolutely. people on the planet. Because this is the worst. For us, this is the worst it gets. We're living it. This is our hell. This is the worst, bro. On this side of the good. grave. Now, the moment my eyes close on this side of the grave and I wake up on the other <coughs> side, guess what? I can't wait. Come on. Yeah. Oof. I'm going to screw with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the t- you know, and we're supposed to love each other. And they see the, the false prophets... As Christians, mm-hmm. and that's not, it doesn't have anything to do with you. And they don't genuinely love those people in the church. They love their money that they're bringing in. That's mm-hmm. it. No, they, they're driving Bentleys. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's no. stupid. Yeah. Well, we go to a small country church. It's my church. I'm a small country farmer. Most, most of them farmer, rural, yeah. teachers, things like that's, that. Across it's, the that's road it. is the graveyard, then there's the church. There's cattle ranches around it, some oh. chicken houses. You'll look yeah. out there and they'll go farmer with hay bales. Find a small church. That's Find it. A big church. Don't, don't, there's no sense in being in this giant, you know, twenty thousand. You know, if, if that's where you're, if you're living in D- Dallas and you listen to this and you're going to a twenty thousand member church, I mean, okay, as long as Fine. it's. Yeah. Listen, I, one of my favorite preachers, John MacArthur. They, they're running. Oh nine, yeah. They're run, They're running right at nine k. Wow. And and man, it, it's. He's spot on. He's spot on. And he fought during COVID. He fought to keep it open. He, you know, it's funny that I mean, state of California threw him under the bus. Put him in hundreds of thousands of dollars of lawsuit. Guess who won at the end of it? They did. John's church. They they beat the government. I have a, a buddy that started a church, and he's he's like us. You would think if you looked at me for the people that don't know me, if you looked at me, you think that guy's not a preacher. He's either just got out of prison. He might have rode with the hell's angels. You know, <laughs> I'm a little rough around the edges sometimes. We'll take a picture and put it on the on the opening <laughs> gift so everybody sees a picture of all of us. So. He's kind of like that. So the COVID thing came out. He just started preaching on the top of the church. Yeah. That's he's like they can't tell me I'm not going to have church. He's like I don't have to have a building. Yeah. The people that need to hear God's word don't have to be in a building. Yeah. We did and that side for a while. Yeah, that's what I anybody that's struggling with it, you know, what church to go to, what don't even start at a church. Call Caleb. <laughs> call David. I'm just going to give you their number if you call me. So, <laughs> because I'm I'm not one to give advice on spirituality. I know my place, and that's not it. Well, I get. I mean, we've, we've done it here. Yeah. Well, that's my my experience. I mean, well, that, if somebody came to me and said I need to find God, I would help them get with the right people. But that's uh, and it, the scripture says it's it's the it's the word of God and the word of our testimony. And that's those my the testimony. Two, those yeah. are the two tools. Mm-hmm. That, that bring men and women... Austin is cracking me up because he's been taking all of Dad's sermons and dumping them onto this. Yeah. Onto this. He's got some great sermons. And he does. And, and he's he's and he's sharing his testimony. And, and Austin comes in just, Dad, you got to hear this. Paul just yeah, made this great analogy. He says this. And, then, and he's sharing his testimony. I'm like, God designed your story to revolve around 
the truth of who he is. Mm-hmm. Because the, the testimony, obviously there's parts of it, there's times where you say, hey, this is what happened to me. But ultimately, at the end of it, who are we pointing towards? God. God. And we're going to God's glory, period. And that that's one of the things that's so interesting. You don't have to be a, a theologist to find that love. I've been at the depths. People, I know people are going to listen to this. Maybe some 10 years from now, somebody accidentally comes along this. It's going to be on the internet forever. It's on there forever, and I hope that it reaches the right people. But I've been, they go, well, he's not been as bad as I have. Trust me, I have. I've been at the very bottom of depression. <laughs> I know I know what it means to your legs not work. Yeah. You know, you have motor retardation. Your your leg, my legs quit working. I could, I could not physically get out of bed. I couldn't go to the bathroom. You know, it was an, it was an ordeal to put house shoes on. I was crying because I had to put pants on. <laughs> you know, I understand where you're at. I think David feels like that most days when well, he's on the fort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I get it. And, and with that, I have God's love. And it's a love that's different than anything you'll ever know. Yeah. It's more powerful and more penetrating than every, anything you will ever, any drug, any alcohol, any adrenaline, any of that, any fist fight you've ever been in, it's a greater than any of that combined times 10. And I, can't imagine what heaven's going to be like. Instantly, we're going to know all the answers. Oh, I want to know so much. And that's you what people say, people, I'm going to get in line and can't wait to ask God all these questions. I'd really been genuine believe at the moment of us getting into heaven, instantaneously, we're going to know everything about everything. And we won't have questions because every question will be answered. That's right. And we're going to know, when we say, well, I wonder what, oh, okay. Well, I wonder what, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll just know. What's feeling of peace? Oh, we know everything about everything, and we know that the, that the future is 100% secure. God. Eternity is secure, and we move f- forward in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ forever. Like Streets paved with gold. And that's what it cracks me up. We, we put so much emphasis on gold here in America and in the world. doesn't matter. God's, God's pavement. That's, just, that's what we walk on. It's God's ass. Imagine what our houses are going to be like. Yeah. Our mansions in heaven. You imagine? It's like, it's going to blow it's going to blow our tops. Oh, we're, that's why I, we I really, can't see it because we would Oh, I think yeah. most the scripture says in Romans 8 that we're going to we're going the, the things that are going to be in front of us are going to be so insanely awesome <laughs> that we're not going to there's not going to be like, "Yo, remember John, remember that time back in 2020?" You remember that time back in or it says the things that are going to be in front of you are not, you won't even be think about the past because it's not even worthy to compare with what's presently in front of you. Yeah. I don't have to worry about all that baggage. That no, it's all, and at that moment, John, and Book of John says that, <coughs> that if you've lost anything, the things you've lost through, through serving and loving the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, God gives you back all those things a dozenfold, tenfold, tenfold. And it's just this huge thing. I think about Job. Job lost it all. Everything. He lost everything but his wife. Yeah. You know. And then sometimes that's and, all we need is just our wife and family. Well, and listen, and that's it. She was. And what did? She, and how did she do? She came up and says, "Why don't you just curse God yeah. and die?" Curse God. <laughs> I mean, what? Wow. That's a that's a blessing. Thanks, Lord. Give me the woman that's going to just tell me to die, keel over and die. Yeah. He loses everything, but he's faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, even in the now. Did he have questions? Yep. There was a moment where Job says, oh, man, I'd really like to talk to God about this. I got some serious questions. Mm-hmm. God shows up and says, all right, I'm here. And he goes, uh-oh. <laughs> all of a sudden, I don't have questions anymore. Because God says, where were you when I built the heaven? 
Well, never mind. I, I'm going to shut up and sit down. Yeah, I just need. And that's the thing that, that uh, you go back to that. I spend a lot of time at God's, at Jesus' feet, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Sure. At God's feet, because that's where I belong. And that's, it's not that we're all I don't want to be there. Yeah, and it's not that I don't want to be up doing things for Him. My present situation is me shutting up and listening. Well, uh, and that's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. It is, and for all of us, mm-hmm. there's well, you look at. Um, when there's a story in the New Testament about Jesus, Jesus shows up at a house and he's doing a teaching thing in a living room, and a couple of the people are sitting at his feet, and you've got that's this, the one I that's the story got, I remember. And you've too. got this woman that's running through the house, yeah. serving, 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 and she gets ticked that everybody else is just sitting listening, mm-hmm. and and she's the one who gets scolded for you yeah. should be just chill. Yeah, just if you want to sit seat, here, sit down, take a seat, and, <laughs> and soak this in. Yeah, that's what we need to be doing. We need that's. To, I, and that's when when I start having doubts and like God, why aren't you doing it in my time? You know, why don't you, Jesus, come down here and do what I want you to do right now, so I can get this thing lined out and I don't have it on my plate anymore. Especially with spiritual issues, that's not how it works. No. I had to learn patience and sitting there day after day after day, and then it finally something uncovers, and it's not it's never what you think it's going to be. No, it's so far removed from what you think that starts that domino effect. To get you back to where you need to be and sometimes it's pain a lot of times it's painful and again i'll say this i feel empathy for people that have never had a spiritual crisis because they don't know who they are mm-hmm. if you've never found god lost god and then came back to god you don't know what you had walking away from it is painful yeah. getting back is great yeah so and, and this is the, and this and Here's the beauty in God's sovereignty is he knows all these things and he's the one wooing you and drawing you back. Mm-hmm. He's pu- he's calling you back. And and honestly, if you read Romans 8, nothing separates us from the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus. Nothing. No, and scripture gives us a whole, it goes through the whole mm-hmm. thing. It's like neither height or depth or length. Or, it goes through the, all the things that we use to measure. He uses all these terminologies, angels. It goes through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to separate. Nothing's going to separate. Nothing's going to separate. And that includes our own selves. Listen. We try. We to, try to separate ourselves. Yeah. And God says, no, no, no. I'm, this is how powerful our God is. If mm-hmm. if, I could ru- if I could run away from God and stay, God's not very... He's, not, he's, not, he's God. He can do what he wants. Yeah. He can kick me out if he wants. He, yeah, he can throw me... I mean, I mean, shoot. He, Hell's full of them. Listen. <laughs> they show up to arrest Jesus. Mm-hmm. And all he says is, whom do you seek? And all of them die. Boom. Instantly. <laughs> That's all he does. He's like, they're like, like he comes out and he's like, whom do you seek? And he's like, oh, crud. Resurrects all of them so they can arrest him. <laughs> Was it uh, the book of Daniel? Is that where he goes into the furnace? Uh, you're talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Yeah. That's in uh, Samuel? Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. It's so when they go in, the the, the king yeah. fires it, gets yeah. it hotter and hotter and hotter. And, and I always look at that and think, we would like to be that faithful and say, yeah, throw me in there. But honestly, how many people, I, I think I would. Yeah. How many people would? They go, well, never mind. I don't want to, I'm faithful, but not to the extent that I'm going to die for God. Yeah. And that's where that sanctification comes in, where you can, where you can truly have that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's knowing that, you're gonna. Die. We're all gonna die anyway. Yep. So you might as well just accept that. Where do you want to go? Okay, you no, know, you were right. I was wrong. It's not Samuel. It's Daniel chapter three. You were right. 
The yeah. no, Daniel and I can thank my brother-in-law. He turned me on to that. Um, so <coughs> I always ask everybody, what's their favorite book? You know, what, what chapter? What do you like to read? What yeah. do you get out of it? Yeah. Because through their spirituality, I gain spirituality. They're like, boy, I like this one because it talks about fighting for fighting for your faith. Yeah. You know, getting thrown into the to the burning bull. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you take... See, uh, Nero used to light the... Streets, the streets with the bodies of Christians burning. Yep. Fed them to the t- lions and all this. Yeah. Imagine having no one going to that place and you're going to die because of God. You know what's even more, Your faith. You know what's even more mind-boggling? In the last hundred years, more Christians have died for their faith than all of church history combined. We don't ever talk about that. No we problem. only talk about Nero, Caesar Nero and yep. all those we guys. We don't talk about 2022. Yeah. There's Christians There's dying today. Persecution, persecution going on right now. They'll pull them and, out of their church and kill them in front of their families. You know, there's a great article, 22 countries that Christianity is illegal. They drag them out in the street and murder them. In front of, yeah. Like, if if this was, if we were in Afghanistan or Iran or wherever, oh. and we're sitting in our room doing this, and oh, they found out. We're dead. They'd pull us out in the street and kill us. Yeah, so maybe those guys can, those folks over there can get a, tidbit of this and, say, and you know what's you know, funny hang in there <laughs> there there are there are downloads in saudi arabia in oh, iran i hope so like there are people that download this podcast in the middle east yeah. like it, it blows my mind because i see the, the spectrum yeah all the stats it like i'm like how in the world like there's you know it's three or four but mm-hmm. i mean one's all that matters it's yeah. just that one person one. that can spread that yeah. word and know that we love <laughs> yeah. them god yeah. loves them yeah god loves us all absolutely he's it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting and, then, life. and then he keeps going in, in, in verse 17 says, I didn't send my son into the world to condemn it, but I came in to, to send him so he could save it. And then he goes into 18 and says, those that have believed aren't condemned. Those that, aren't, those that are condemned are those that refuse to believe. You can't change them. So you, you, it's... What's it's, your God, say? it's God who saves. It's gloriously dark outside. Come on. God, that's one of my. I have that has been in my head since the day you said it. Yeah. It's gloriously dark out it's there. It's gloriously dark, and it's going to get darker. But man, it's darkest right before the dawn. And we know who our enemies are. Yeah. We know them. They they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna know. They're, and that's what's crazy. They're they're so bold right now. They are openly brazenly just this Balenciaga crap and all this other jazz. This, this is the this worship. Is of, it's the worship of Baal. It is. Yeah. It is. And you know that somebody said, "Well, how can you really tell?" I said, I, "I can break it down into just a few tidbits, and not even ask about their religion. I don't need to ask." Yeah. Men can't have babies. <laughs> period. <laughs> what? I don't care. what? What? Yeah. If somebody says men can have babies, I already know what side they're on, and if they are pro-abortion, so. There's people fighting in the street <coughs> for the legal right to kill kids, babies. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't mortify you to some extent and realize you're looking, what enemy you're looking at. And the, a lot of these souls are lost. A lot of the women getting these abortions because sure. men can't have babies. They're not going to get an abortion. But they'll, it is dri- strictly but they'll sure female. drive them. Yeah, it is strictly sure a female them. thing. And, and they go, well, we just won't have sex. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, get married and have kids. That's the glory. <laughs> that's what of God it. told you to do. Yeah, and imagine being a lost soul, and and if you're in the throes of depression, and you wind up pregnant, mm-hmm. it's over. It would be I couldn't imagine the overwhelming 
feeling that would be. It would it'd be mind-boggling. And somebody reaches out with false information, and it's a false hope. You can you can don't worry about that. It's not a baby, and you can you can be convinced when you're at that level. Yeah. So I'm not blaming the people getting the abortions. Oddly enough, to to an extent, yes, but they have to come out of this comatose state. Yeah. So how do they come out of that comatose state? Guys and gals who are there doing that, just praying, just talking, just praying and talking. Not the idiots that are going, oh, God hates. You. Not that yeah. guy. Just God having, hates queers. No, no he no. doesn't. He he. <laughs> listen. He hates liars too. Scripture says he hates liars. So guess yeah. what? We're, hate, we're all in trouble. We're all in trouble, and that's what. Yeah, we we can go on. We can go on it, right? But that's the the point is that God does love you. He loves you even what's, with your sin. What's holding you back is your sin, and He's already provided a pathway to get out of it. It's so easy. It, it it's simple, but it's it. We make it so stinking complex. It and, and that's part of the false prophets that are running around. Yep. Because if you can go out into the if we can walk out into a hayfield and I can say, God loves you, pray with me about your sin, and then I'm going to take you over here and you're going to pray by yourself, and then you will find God. Well, here's what, here's what I tell people. You don't need to give me any money. Nothing. When I, when I leave, I've been doing this for the last several years. When, I, when I'm a part of someone, when they're getting saved, when I see them getting saved, you know, we, we use the terminology, lead them to the Lord. Yeah. I, I used to say, okay, pray after me. I stop that. I say, what do you want to tell God? What do you want to tell God? Because it's not, there's no magic incantation. Because if we, if we, no. if it's an incantation, we're witches. We're, yeah, how, how easy would that be? So I say, pray what you got. What, what do you, what do you want to tell God? I had a lady baptized just a month ago and she came to our church and her kid got baptized, got saved, got baptized. And she's got back there with us and she's like, I think I need to be baptized too. And I was like, well, the water isn't saving you. No. I said, it's Christ that saves you. She goes, well, I said, what do you want to do? She goes, I need to get right with God. I said, okay. Uh, now we're talking. Perfect. Now yeah. we're right on the same page. Okay. What do we? What do you want to do? She goes, I don't know. I just need, I know I need to get right with God. I said, I know this. The scripture says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. And if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. Do you believe God died on the cross for your sins? Yeah, I do. I believe Absolutely. God. Do you believe God is, is sovereignly the king of the universe? Absolutely. Okay. Same thing we, we went through. I said, cool. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, you need to ask God to forgive you of your sins. That's the first, and I just quoted 1 John 1 9. She, I said, okay, what do I pray? I said, what do you want to tell God? She goes, I need to ask him to forgive me. I want him to save me. There it is. There it is. Go for it. That's pray it. that out. And so I, said, I let her pray. She prayed for like four minutes. That's, it doesn't, you don't and have it to was be fantastic. there for three days. Oh, bro, it was so cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking like, most people, it's a quick, you know, Lord yeah. save me. She was just like, God, I'm a mess. I'm so sinful. I am oh, just, I'm just like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't lead her to anything. She was just like, I owned it. And guess what? And she's like, all right, I'm good. She goes, can I get baptized now? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, here, you're baptized. <laughs> I was like, I was like, let me, I was, I was like, let me get you. We got these cool t-shirts that say death, burial, and resurrection on me. Yeah. I was like, threw her a t-shirt and I said, okay, get in the water. She goes, I didn't bring a change of clothes. I was like, don't worry. Are you cool with that? She goes, I'm cool with that. I was like, cool, get in the water. <laughs> one of the, one of the, <clears throat> and I'll say, if somebody has st- trouble starting out, I'll tell you how my my real conversion started. Because I'd never really given myself to God. Okay. I had never let that ego go until until we all got together and, and all these questions about sure. faith and how do I get there and all that. So I have a studied idea of religion, but my prayer started with God help me. That was it. And man, that's, that's God how, that's help how, me. 
That's how it starts. Period. And I did that for probably three or four weeks. That was my prayer. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and then now we're sitting here talking about getting saved. And listen, that's, <laughs> I mean, how many times did you see in the Bible where Jesus, with the story of Jesus heals a blind man and they bring him in, the, the Pharisees bring him in and they just question, 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 yeah. question. Well, what about this? They, they test his theology. He goes, listen, I don't know. I can just tell you I was blind and now I see. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. And that's, that's it. as simple as that. Yeah, who is Jesus to you? I, I don't I mean, know. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I, I was blind and now I see. I, here I am. And this is the truth is, God, I don't really know anything. You know it all. Put me where you want me to be. Do what you want me to do. Tell me where you want me to go. Our and egos just, are so messy. They are, and, and so it's, especially with men, strong men. Like we want to try to make. We want to try to make it about us. Yeah. And that's why I tell people at our church. I just finished our Christmas play. We had a hundred people show up almost at our Christmas play, and I, at the end of it, I shared the gospel and said, "Listen, this whole thing is about Jesus. Shine the lights. Scrap the presents. Scrap the trees. The whole thing is about Jesus. And if it wasn't, if Christ wasn't the center of this, we're wasting our time. Yeah. It's not about any of that." It's about the love. It is. Yeah. David, you've been awful quiet this whole time. You're just soaking it in. We've been doing an hour and 32 minutes. See, I told you it wasn't going to take two hours. Wow. Did it feel like, did it feel like an hour and 32 minutes? No. You just been t- you oh, should it. feel better. You should feel like you were on a little bit of an emotional roller coaster through some of it. True. Because I want <laughs> that's the thing I want people to understand about depression. When somebody asks me about it, I'm like, hold on to your boots because you're going to feel bad for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's crazy. Well, I appreciate you guys coming. I mean, this is we've been seriously. You and I've been talking about this for a long time. For we almost, need to keep doing it for almost two years. Yeah, we've been talking about this, and we need to. And every time we're like, okay, we're going to do it, something gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that today it didn't get in the way. Nothing got in the way. We had every excuse to not do it. Yeah. The roads are icy. It's too cold. I need to get the camper ready to go home. It's super cold. It's so cold. It is. It's like negative. What's the negative? Official? It's positive now, but it was it, negative three it when was I woke cold up. this morning. It was cold. It says it's a whopping well, the, the 11. Oh, we're up in double digits. It's 13, 14 times warmer than it was this morning. We're going to get yeah. to 18 by 4 o'clock. So. Man, that's fantastic. And so it's going to get, and by by Christmas morning, you're looking for, this is your weather forecast brought to you by Outpost Coffee. We're going to have uh, today till 19, and then Sunday, so by Christmas morning, it's going to be 36. We're going to be thawing out Christmas morning. There you yeah. go. Hey, and I'll, I'll give a shout out. We went and um, went to Outpost. Caleb invited David and I to go with him. <laughs> so so we go there, oh boy, and, here we, and go. we absolutely, you know, when you're invited to go get <coughs> coffee, you would expect them to pay for it. Well, he tried to con out of it. I tried to. Yeah, and, and it's, don't let those preachers do that to you. They got money. So we even gave the barista a good tip on his card after he bought us coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's great coffee, phenomenally friendly people. Yeah. Everyone in there was nice, the customers yeah. included. Really kind of the Art Deco building. I dig those old buildings. Yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things about Bartlesville is all that stuff. But they took a, an old shop and converted it. Did a fantastic job. I was impressed with the place, just the building. They even let my dog come in. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> That liberal dog of yours. <laughs> He's got one of those F1 fluffy hybrid it's half, doodles. It's, it's a, it's a Bernadoodle. There I mean, you this go. Is, this is all my wife ever wanted. A Bernadoodle. I've finally given her what she wanted. It's, we've been married 15 years. I figured it's about time, right? You better do what you're supposed to do. I need to do something. So. I, and I still don't know why my wife is still married to me to this day. I'm like, she could do so much better. 
Uh, no, Jamie. Uh, all, all of our wives all could. Of our, our, we are all a train all wreck of men. <laughs> we are. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys being on the show today. We'll uh, we'll do it again. Absolutely. All right. Hey, just want to say thanks to our friends at DSR for sponsoring this podcast. Um, if you're looking for a great place to work, clean office environment, friendly people, check out DSR. Give them a call today. 918-336-6900. DSR. We deliver technology.